Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. Episode four. You and I, we better do a calendar sync. For when? For well, I mean, why don't we start today, Friday, and see what the weekend looks like? Just check out where we're at. Okay, so um, I have. I'm going to be interviewed on a radio show at three o'clock today, right about when the kids get home. Okay. So the house is going to need to be quiet so that there's not a lot of noise in the background. Okay. And then... <clears throat> but there's... When the kids get home, there's a lot of people coming? Well, yeah, because Faith arranged to bring a bunch of her friends over to swim in the pool. So I'm going to need that to be, like, monitored for quietness for at least, like, 40 minutes after they get here. And then she's going to have them here, and I'm sure Brady will bring some of his friends over because it's Friday, and why not? Because it's hot and the pool is open. And then... Noah's not going to be here because he's going on the bus with his other friend, with his friend to to their house. But then he needs to be at his baseball game at six thirty tonight, and then Faith has her four H meeting at seven thirty. And sometime during that time, Brady has to be taken to his friend's house because he's having a sleepover. Okay. Hmm. And then tomorrow, uh, let's see what's tomorrow. Tomorrow's pretty light because. And those got a baseball could, game tournament thing, right? He's got a game tomorrow, either at 4 or 7, whether they win or lose tonight, depending. And then the, the other two have their um, their parkour class at 12. And then I think that's really it. I don't think there's anything else going on tomorrow. And then Sunday, it's just Brady's soccer game. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, hey, just real one quick, one quick thing. Remember that in about... Half an hour, 45 minutes, I'm leaving to go to Pittsburgh, and I'm going to be gone until midnight on Sunday. Ah! <laughs> so, uh, that little skit is brought to you by the... Uh, wonders of our life. The wonders of our life and the semi-insanity of the Maximizing schedule. life in the middle. Yeah, really. This weekend, we, <laughs> we are really pushing the maximization. So... I am a comic book artist, as we've mentioned in the past, and this weekend I have one of what the best shows of the year, one of the, uh, if not best shows of the year, one of the most fun shows of the year for me in that I'm going to Pittsburgh. It's a five-hour car ride from uh, here to there uh, for Three Rivers Con, which is... By the time this comes out, it'll have long since been passed, but it's one of the best shows of the year. They really treat the guests like in a first-class way. It's a ton of fun. I had a great time there when I went there last year, and I'm going back again this weekend, which happens to coincide with an awful lot of craziness <coughs> tonight and tomorrow. 
Yes. Well, I have called upon the service of your wonderful mom to come over and monitor the co- monitor the noise level while I am recording the radio show. And then she'll probably just hang out here while I run everybody everywhere they need to go throughout the evening. Um, it definitely takes a village to raise a child. Right. Which is why I named my coaching business that, because it's so true. Uh, Your mom pinch hits for us on a consistent, regular basis, and I don't know how we would have gotten our kids to to the place that they are now without her help. Right. Um, Bailing us out of many, many jams with our schedule. And, you know, with three kids, sometimes three kids need to be in three different locations. And when there's only two of you, that can present a bit of a challenge. So, uh, she, her, her assistance and support makes it like a luxury, actually, I think. Um, it would have been a whole lot str- more stressful if she wasn't available to help out. Yeah, she's, you know, I, I, I often, um, I often speak with my assistant who does not have that luxury in many regards and, and just talk about my mom is, you know, she raised four boys. She's an amazing woman. She, she's the kind of mother where when you walk up and your, you know, your fingers chopped off, she says, "Oh, let's just throw that finger on some ice, and we'll put some, we'll put a compress on that finger, and you'll be, you'll be fine, you'll be okay. You just give it a couple minutes." Um, <laughs> she's non, usually pretty nonplussed about a lot of uh, stuff that you know kind of goes on with kids. Um, She's, uh, you know, she's just amazing. And, you know, my, again, I was having a conversation with Jenna, my assistant, the other day and talking about another uh, a person who does some daycare for her daughter and saying, yeah, you know, I can't imagine, you know, how a person this age, you know, how these grandparents, there's a, there's a child who's in the daycare who's leaving the daycare because now the grandparents are going to take over watching the kid instead of the daycare that she goes to. And she was like, well, I don't understand how a grandparent is going to run around after a toddler. And I'm like, I don't know. My mom would do it. <laughs> she was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, totally. Like if, if uh, we she did it, she did it. She has always done it. And if we suddenly presented my mom and said, Hey, this coming day, we need help with this. She would show up, and she would get it done. Now, it might not be according to Hoyle. It might not be in a uh, helicopter manner that, you know, current parenting standards maybe uh, would entail, but she would get there. She would get the job done. But so she's an invaluable resource. And the kids love her. I mean, she's not just a a warm body taking care of things. She's She's awesome. Yeah. And, and our kids love her to pieces. Yeah. But the other thing about it, you know, and it's, it's the way we sort of operate in this stage of maximizing is I know there are... Lots of calendar syncing? Well, we probably don't calendar sync nearly as much as we maybe need to. We should. We should. <laughs> Sometimes we get surprised. <laughs> right. But it's more the idea that we... And I, I think maybe at other times in our 
lives together, we might not have taken this approach. And I know I hear about this all the time, especially when I was working in an office with a lot of other men, a lot of other husbands, a lot of other fathers, a lot of other people with significant others and family commitments and obligations and all that kind of stuff. And they would constantly say to me, you get away with murder. Yes. And I would go, I guess, um, you know, and I, and I will go to no, to no end when people ask about, you know, what I'm doing, how, you know, how we're doing it, what's happening, all that stuff, to praise you and the efforts that you make and how committed you are to the things that are important to me. <coughs> but it's just, I think, become our nature to not on the face of it ever just say no. Yes, well, I want to go back to what I used to tell you 20, however many years ago when we first met. You, and and this isn't, I don't think it's anything special about me. It's just what I've always believed. When you wanted to play volleyball all the time, well, you've always wanted to play volleyball all the time, so (laughs) nothing is different there. But early on when you wanted to play it all the time, and people would make comments to you even back then, even when we were in college, wow, she lets you get away with murder. Or she lets you, quote-unquote, lets you do this so much or whatever. And early on, you know, occasionally you would say, wow, why, why, do you, why are you so easygoing about her? Why do you let me? I don't know if you use that word because it just seems so distasteful to me. But I believed from early on, and I told you this and I told other people this, you, If you have chosen to spend your life with me, who am I to tell you how you should live and what you should or should not do? Now, that's, of course, within reason. You know, if you want to go um, drinking and partying the night away at strip clubs, I'm not okay with that. Or if you want to go ring up the credit cards and keep getting new ones and maxing them out, I'm not okay with that. Or, you know, some detrimental thing that's going to be harmful to you or us or your body or, you know, illegal or something crazy like that. But if you have something, an activity that you enjoy doing, what what right do I have to say that, oh, now that we're together, you must stop that thing? That's not right. In my opinion. Yes. And I think that was always in your head. I think that was always in your mind. I think that there was a period of time where as our family was growing and as our commitments were rising, where I whether or not that was expressed or not or whether or not just literally the the absolute fact of just the sheer weight of it of of the commitments and the obligations and the things that have to happen became too much to 
sort of allow for the idea of, oh, yeah, someone's going to just go off and do this or whatever, and, and the other person's going to be left behind holding all that bag, so to speak. Um, it, it just became untenable. But I think in the past 10 years, maybe, maybe longer, I think... We, re- we as a, uh, a couple have really started to be able to approach things with an idea of accepting it all, right? Well, not accepting it all because that's no, 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 too I, close I, to having it all. I don't want to say it, but I, I don't uh, accepting all. Being accepting of what comes along. Taking it all in first. Right. And then making some decisions like... But instead, like, I know there are many, many, many other uh, spouses who, if you laid out what you have in front of you this coming weekend, and then meanwhile, I have a two-day trip, and it's, you know, this is not my main job forcing me to go to... It's not a work trip, quote-unquote. It is a work trip for being a comic book artist, but it is by no means or uh, way, shape, or form mandatory. Right. Right? Uh, It would be like, oh, no, no, that's that's not happening. That's that's not okay. That that can't go on. Um, But what we do, or, or maybe if the trip was definitely going on, but then our daughter suddenly said, oh, yeah, hey, I want to invite all my core group of friends over to the pool party at three o'clock on a Friday when you knew, Hey, I'm not going to be around. Maybe that thing would have to fall out. But what I think our take is always is to say, well, bring it on. Let's see what, let's see what's possible. Let's see what's coming at us. And then just make, you know, decisions and say, okay, well, yeah, we can do all these things. This one over here, we can't do, we got to let this go. But at least bring them all in and evaluate them, as opposed to on the face of it saying, "Nope, that doesn't fit. We're not going there. We're not doing it." You know, and that's just that. And maybe maybe everybody does that to some degree or another. Um, but I just feel like, you know, I, I just, you know I feel like we do a, we we must be doing something slightly different, more something. Because we wouldn't hear from so many people who are in such similar spots in their lives where they would react to us and go, huh? You're doing what now? Come again? Yeah, they think we're slightly crazy. Right. Um, but I have to say the same is true in reverse for me. Right? So... Um, he, Dr. Shafali has her annual conference, and she's had two of them, and the next one's coming up in um, September. And when she announced the first one, there was no way in heck I was going to miss that. And it was across the country in L.A. And I said to you, she's having a conference, and it's in L.A., and I want to be there. And you were like, okay, let's see how we can make it work. And then the next one was in New York, and obviously that was less of a travel time. It was only an hour and a half instead of a six-hour flight. It was an hour and a half drive, but still, 
I said, okay, I'm going to be away from this day to this day. And you said, okay, let's see what's on the schedule that I have to manage. And I think your mom probably helped out that weekend, too. It would probably be a lot harder if she wasn't here. Or we'd pay a boatload of money for babysitters. But you just said, okay, let's just make sure that I can manage everything that has to happen that weekend. And... Again, you know, she's having her thing in L.A., and I'll be out there. I went to Arizona last November for a conference that I felt was important for my work. And all of this, again, is somewhat optional or totally optional. But it doesn't feel optional to me, just like your comic books don't feel optional to you. It's something I really wanted to do or these things that I choose. But, you know, I could I could choose a trip a, a, a work trip, a justify a work trip every couple of weeks. There's so many of them. And I don't say yes to the ones that are, that don't really move my soul. And I really only say yes to the ones that feel really, really important to me. And, um, so there are times when you hold the fort down for the weekend or three or four days, times when I do. And, It's so that we can support each other to pursue these things that we love. And if we didn't do that, I I feel like we would be like like a cardboard cutout of ourselves. We would just be flat and two-dimensional. And I think you and I both have a, a strong zest for life. And we love life. And we love what we do. We love the things that we're involved in. We're excited every day. I talked to um, one of the people that I know. Uh, Sue and I interviewed her for our um, our company, Building Connected Communities, and she's 80 years old. Mm. And she said every night, this woman is fabulous. fabulous. She's vivacious. She's starting a whole new career at age 80. She's <laughs> awesome. Nice. And she said every night I go to bed, I, I cannot wait to get into bed. Now, from another 80-year-old, you might think, I can't wait to get into bed because I'm exhausted Exhausted. because I'm 80. No, no. She can't wait to get into bed because she said every single night she feels like a kid on Christmas Eve. She cannot wait to sleep and wake up the next day so that she can do more stuff and see what's going to happen the next day. So she's like just bursting with life and, and enthusiasm for her life. Nice. And so I think that that's what we strive to do as well. Yeah. And if we didn't allow each other or support, I think allow is just ridiculous. You know, I I would say I don't allow you to go to a strip club because it's not something that's in my value system. And I'm comfortable saying that. I guess if you made a big, huge fuss over it and convinced me why you should go, I would probably agree to that, too. It's It's just not in the... It's just not in the things that we believe in. I don't, I don't. Right, it's just not in our value system. Right. Um, but I don't have to allow or disallow because it's not something you even want to do. Right. So I don't like the word allow because, again, it gets back to we're all sovereign beings. And like I said to you early on, you have one life in this lifetime anyway. If we come back and we get another chance, well, then that's another life and you can do what you want with that one too. But in this lifetime, we had this just painfully short, finite amount of time. And if you've chosen to share this lifetime with me, 
who am I to tell you how to use it? You should use it in the way that makes you happy and makes you feel fulfilled. Otherwise, you're wasting your life. And so my responsibility is to figure out how I can support you to do that. And that's the way I know that you feel about me, too. So this weekend will be crazy. Not crazy. It's not actually going to be crazy. It's not that. It's not as it's crazy. It's not as, as bad as some weekends. Tonight's tonight's a little, maybe a little wild, but it'll work out. It'll all be fine. But you know, before we kind of close the book on it, there is one thing too that I wanna, I wanna be clear about or I want a a thought that might pop into some people's heads to speak to which is the idea of and we've had this discussion at times and I think part of our part of our way of working together is to constantly be aware of and address this which is the idea of well wait if I'm going here there and the other place playing volleyball and drawing comic books and doing this and you're jetting off to LA and you're on an interview over here and you're doing a seminar over there and you know what happened don't you guys become ships passing in the night or aren't you I've had that question or aren't you just two branches of a tree that are growing one growing southeast and the other growing northwest and what happens and I think that we have always, like the ships passing in the night idea is something that we have talked about for nearly 20 years. Yeah, it happens from time to time, but that's just life. Right. Life happens sometimes. But we always recognize that. Or we always, as it, as it, as one or the other of us starts to feel that way or starts to say, hey, I feel like. We're ships passing in the night. We're ships passing in the night. Tag word, tag line. Right. Then at that point, we, you know, we re... Recalibrate. Recalibrate the system. Push a couple things out. You know, squeeze an extra time in here. Find a time where we're going to sit in the freedom room and put the fire on and hunker down for a night as a family with five people in... I don't know, 150 square feet or something. A cozy little room that we love. Yeah, exactly. And we say, okay, it's time to it's time to come back to that center point, that beginning, that that thing that is the center of it all. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we we have to recalibrate and bring us all back together as a family of five, and sometimes we have to recalibrate and bring ourselves back together as a married unit of two. Right. And we've gotten really good at recognizing when one of those are needed more um, more than the other one. Right. And we find time to address it. And sometimes that does mean canceling something that we had planned to do, one of us had planned to do, to make time for the two of us to do something together or what have you. Um. So, yes, recognizing when we feel um, schedules pulling us apart. Like, we can, we can withstand a lot of that, I think. But sure. sometimes, even for us, it gets to be too much. So recognizing when we feel like, oh, it's crossed over the line to from 
well, we'll just manage through this busy time to, okay, this is out of hand. We have to do yeah. something. But maybe that goes on for a day or three days. Like, right. if we feel that, we say it immediately and say, right. we got to look at the calendars because this is not feeling right. We don't let it go weeks, months, years. God forbid. I don't even know what, I, I don't even know what would happen at that point. We just say it immediately, and there's no judgment on the part of that person. There's no shame or blame or guilt or anything. It's just, hey, you know what? We've said yes to a few too many things. Right. So maybe we need to look at the calendar again and see if something optional can be removed because it's starting to feel like too much. Right. Absolutely. All right, so I think that brings us to a nice stopping point on this topic. Especially since you need to hurry, because the only way you agreed to record (laughs) anything today before your trip was if I helped you to pack to make it go faster so you can get out of here. Yeah, so we're going to go pack, but you stick around for a special offer. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would like to put you in a special drawing. Everyone who subscribes to our podcast and gives us a review on iTunes before we post episode eight will be entered into a drawing to win either a copy of my book, Connection and Kindness, The Key to Changing the World Through Parenting, or copies of the full library of On the Square Comics publications, including the sold-out first print of Centralia Number 1, the Spring Anthology, and my 2016 sketchbook. The winners will be announced in Episode 9. Good luck.